Our immune system is supposed to protect us from all kinds of conditions. But what are we supposed to do when our own immune system works against us? Welcome to Healthy Living. Wellness and prevention, medical innovation, the informed side of care. Welcome to Baptist Health Talk. Hello everyone, I'm Nikki Mohan, coming to you from the Baptist Health Newsroom. Nearly 4% of the world's population is affected by one of the more than 80 different autoimmune diseases. That's more than 320 million people. With some of the most common ones being multiple sclerosis and rheumatoid arthritis, in the large majority of cases, autoimmune diseases are not fatal and you can live a full life, but managing it is a frustrating battle in itself if you don't know what's going on with more than half of the autoimmune patients experiencing mental health issues like depression or anxiety. So joining us today to talk about this very important subject and understanding autoimmune diseases is Farima Rayouf, pharmacy manager at Baptist Health and Dr. Ina Yaskin, internal medicine physician for Baptist Health. Thank you both for being with us. Thank you for having us. And for those of you watching, remember that this is your conversation. And of course, before we dive into today's subject, please put your questions in the comments. We're here for you and we're happy to answer any questions that you may have. First off, we're going to start with the basics. Um, what exactly is autoimmune disease and what do they all have in common? We'll start with uh, Dr. Yaskin. So autoimmune disease is essentially your own body attacking some of the body parts or organs, and it could be caused by either extrinsic, outside factors, or intrinsic factors. Mm -hmm. You want to add to that, Doctor? Um, very much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, as I mentioned, it's a disease state that our body is getting involved with our immune system and cannot recognize between a foreign attack or necessarily our, you know, our own immune system. Yeah. As we mentioned off the top of the show, some of the most common autoimmune diseases are multiple sclerosis and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, what are some other common ones that we know of? Absolutely. So as Dr. Yeskin mentioned, autoimmune diseases can get involved with a variety of the systems in our body. So in my current practice at Infusion Services, we do see mostly patients that they have autoimmune diseases as it relates to their GI system, their gut, their skin, and their um, nerve system. Some of those diseases include Cialic disease, um, ulcerative colitis, um, myasthenia gravis are some examples to name that we most commonly see at our current practice. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yaskin, learning about the symptoms associated with autoimmune diseases can be helpful. What are some of the symptoms that um, relate to most of these diseases that people can look out for? So the symptoms can really vary depending on the condition. So let's talk, let's start with the most common conditions or diseases such as uh, multiple sclerosis which affects your neurological system. So essentially your body attacks a sheath, a lining of your neurons. So those are the cells that uh, form your brain and spine systems. So by attacking that, that lining, myelin sheath, 
you can have variation of spasticity, difficulty moving your muscles, balance problems. Uh, one of the most common symptoms of multiple sclerosis at the diagnosis is double vision or blurry vision. Uh, you could have memory problems. You could have something called neuropathy, tingling or loss of sensation or enhanced sensation to certain stimuli. So depending on, on the stage of the disease, so it could be diagnosed at very early stage, or some of the symptoms could be much more subtle, and the diagnosis will occur later in the disease process. So with, with multiple sclerosis, it's going to be mostly neurological symptoms. With other autoimmune conditions, such as rheumatoid arthritis, it's usually joint stiffness. For more than half an hour, usually in the morning, and it can get better uh, towards the end of the day, it's swelling of the joints, it's stiffness of the joints, it's uh, fatigue. Fatigue is probably the common factor in most autoimmune diseases. Since your body is trying to understand and we understand what is attacking, which, which is the foreign factor and which is the intrinsic factor. So it creates this overwhelming fatigue and sometimes memory loss and uh, obviously joint pains in, in some of the autoimmune conditions affecting your joints. Yeah. Fatigue, debilitating fatigue is often the most common complaint reported among individuals with autoimmune disease. What's going on in the body that makes the person so tired? So your body is trying to recognize whether it's your innate response and, or it's, it's some sort of extrinsic response like an infection or an illness. So it creates inflammatory factors, multiple inflammatory enzymes uh, and factors that get activated depending on what body uh, part is affected. So by trying to recognize your body is trying to get back to something called homeostasis, balance, and struggling to get back to that balance it creates this inflammation inside and outside the body, which causes the symptom of, of fatigue. Wow. Now, when, you know, I heard you mention infusions. When the average person thinks about an infusion, they may think of vitamin infusion, hydration, you know, after you've been out for uh, having a little too much to drink. But many may not realize that infusions are actually used to treat and manage all sorts of conditions, including autoimmune conditions. Tell us about that. Absolutely. That's a great question, Nikki. So I'm sure you've noticed that we have heard the word infusion a lot more in the past couple of years. And it's mainly in the context of wellness and also um, hydration, supportive therapy, vitamins, energy boosting agents. But what we are not really hearing about is this line of treatments available through infusion services for patients with chronic conditions such as autoimmune disease. We are very lucky to have agents 
agents that we can use to treat the patients and give them the quality of uh, life that they are expecting. Sometimes a patient can come in, receive an infusion treatment for maybe two or three hours, and the patient is good to go for another six months, and they have the quality of life that they desire. Yeah, and this could be for, for both of you. What are other ways to treat and manage autoimmune disease along with these infusions? So since autoimmune disease affects your own immune system, you have to really do self-care. Self-care means uh, plenty of exercise. Uh, you, sleep is really important. And we see this in the state of stress, uh, illness, most, most autoimmune conditions flare up and they can get back to the baseline or worsen. So it's really important to have this lifestyle modifications, including your mental health. Uh, if you have some sort of depression or anxiety or insomnia, uh, associated with autoimmune diseases, you should really speak to your provider about both medication, traditional methods, as well as other methods, such as cognitive uh, behavioral therapy. Uh, you could use acupuncture in some, some cases. There's a whole concept around anti-inflammatory diet, which is really helpful for basically all of autoimmune uh, conditions. Yeah. And which, helpful for everybody in general. Yes, and autoimmune diet basically encompasses avoiding high saturation fat, avoiding any foods that are processed, high in sugar, um, high in processed material. It focuses on lean type of meats, um, avoiding some of the dairy products, and taking in a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory type of uh, foods, such as high in omega-3 and 6, fish and legumes, uh, lots of vegetables, many fruits, maybe avoiding some of the tropical fruits that are high in uh, sugar, but uh, in general, very high in fruits and vegetables, whether it's green leafy vegetables or more colored vegetables. And in general, avoiding any processed foods high in fats and other processed materials. Yeah. Um, Farima, what advancements have been made in treating autoimmune diseases as physical therapy, medications? Absolutely. So specifically to medication that they are available for treatment of this condition, there are a few advancements that comes to mind. The first one is the selection of therapy. So we now have a choice. Um, there was a time that the patient would get diagnosed and we would try, you know, medication A on them and that would then work. We were lucky enough to have option B, try option B. And after that, if that was an optimal agent for the patient, we didn't have many options to go to. But nowadays we have so many options 
options available for the patient that we can pick from and find that tailored therapy for the patient with optimal outcome. Another factor that comes to mind is the patient convenience. So I do see with our um, pharmacology companies and pharmaceutical companies, they are moving towards creating medication that produces the same clinical outcome or even better but also keeping patient convenient in mind. So let's say if we had a patient that would come to the infusion center, sit in a chair for three or four hours a day, and they had to come back every week to get that maintenance therapy, we now have agents that the patient can receive treatment maybe for two hours, chair time, and they don't have to come back to us for another three or four months to get treated. And most importantly, the direction that we see in our community for having access to the infusion center and infusion therapy. This past couple of years, we've seen that the market is growing. There are more infusion centers available in our community and through health system, which open access for our patients. For example, at Baptist Health, we now have infusion center in all of our five counties, and those are available to take the patients in. So those are the main things that I can think of when it comes to advancement. Yeah, that's that's just be great in extending the quality of life for, Absolutely. say, someone with multiple sclerosis. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Yaskin, we mentioned earlier that more than half of the patients with autoimmune conditions experience issues with their mental health, like depression or anxiety. Um, what are doctors doing to try and bridge this gap for the, um, what, and what can autoimmune patients do to take care of their mental health, you know? Mental health is really important. It actually goes both ways. It can affect the state and progression of their autoimmune diseases and vice versa. So screening those patients, uh, we use tests during our visits uh, to screen for depression, anxiety, and insomnia. And a, usually a combination therapy with selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which are very uh, safe type of medications and a combination of psychotherapy, such as co uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, as well as individualized psychotherapy, are really helpful. Exercise and I stress this more and more. And I, I know some of these patients uh, can have debilitating pain or discomfort, but we do it gradually. And we use expertise of uh, physical and occupational therapists to design a program for each individual patient to, to maximize their potential, to, to really live their best lifestyle uh, and have the lifespan yeah. and have that quality of life. And you really need uh, a multidisciplinary approach. We talked about nutrition, physical, occupational therapy, uh, of pharmacy intervention. Uh, we also have neurobehavioral uh, specialists here at Baptist Health that yeah. can diagnose and help guide that individualized. And that's uh, what's so awesome about Baptist Health. You guys work as a team. There's so many different, I mean, primary care doctors are now urged by U.S. task forces to screen for anxiety and mental health. And who would think that would have to be something on the books, you know, but we know it's important. Mental health is 
medical health, correct? Because the two go side to side. All right, let's debunk some of the most common myths we hear about autoimmune disease. Um, the first is autoimmune disease can be caused by stress. True or false? So false. Um, it can get exa- exacerbated by stress, but we're still learning a lot um, about autoimmune diseases. There are so many factors. It's not a simple white and black. Uh, patients may have genetic predisposition, and there are a number of genes we identify that track down to certain autoimmune conditions, such as type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis. But it's such a variable type of uh, inheritance. Yeah. So you could have variable penetration. And depending on how much stress you have in life, it can be, if you're predisposed to the condition, you could experience or be diagnosed earlier or later in in life. If a family member has it, is it a foregone conclusion you're going to get it too? Absolutely not. But there's definitely uh, some familial predisposition to some diseases more than others. And uh, autoimmune diseases are usually seen in females more than males. And we definitely studied and identified a number of uh, genes that we can map out, uh, conditions that can actually be expressed in the same individual. You could have, for example, type 1 diabetes and celiac disease, which uh, are mapped down to the same type of uh, genetic inheritance. So they have to be screened by other overlapping uh, autoimmune conditions once the diagnosis is made. Yeah. Um, for Ms. Rayouf, um, there's a, they, another myth, there's a cure for all autoimmune diseases. So we do have treatment that can help the patient to stabilize their symptoms, maintain them, and give them back the quality of life. But as of right now, we don't foresee any permanent cure for these type of conditions. Yeah. Now we're going to go on some of the questions and answer some of the ones that are more commonly searched on the internet. Um, What is the average life expectancy with autoimmune disease? Variable. Just like we talked about variable prognosis, and so is a life expectancy. So uh, diseases such as type 1 diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis, we have such a good control and management strategy over those two that you could pretty much live a normal lifespan. But it depends at what age it was diagnosed. It depends on the stages and your lifestyle. As we talked about, you can help yourself manage some of the AIP diet or something like that. As well as comorbidities. Another common question. Does COVID affect a person with autoimmune disease differently? I think that might be a better question for Dr. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends. Yeah. So um, COVID can um, affect patients with autoimmune conditions, of course. It all depends on their state of immune system. So we, we recommend patients with autoimmune conditions to to get COVID vaccinations, and probably more frequently than someone without this condition. Their immune systems 
uh, especially sensitive to some of the COVID-19 complications. And we, we really strive for prevention. Um, so vaccination, masking around someone who is um, ill. We consider those patients with a slightly weaker immune system and therefore take really more precautions, uh, very careful around others with, with some of the symptoms of COVID-19. No, absolutely. Get those vaccinations. They're there for a reason. Thank you, Ms. Rayo. Thank you, Dr. Yaskin. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for sharing this with our audience. Remember, viewers, be sure and hit that subscribe button right here on our channel to keep up with the latest from Baptist Health and Wellness. That's it for today. Thank you to our experts once again. Thank you for watching. Find additional valuable health and wellness information on our resource blog at baptisthealth.net slash news. And be sure to interact with us on our social media channels for live and upcoming events. Baptist Health Talk is brought to you by Baptist Health, the warmer side of care.